We've been talking on our last episode about primarily uh, vaccines, the coronavirus vaccine in particular. Uh, Andy's got pretty much a really good grip on the grounds of this. It's in definitely his wheelhouse. He's got um, over a decade of history in, in the background of this. So I'm just going to let him go on it for the majority of it because I just know about it from a firsthand experience. Break it down for us. Tell us the ins and outs of it. Now we get to see my sexy, big, big, retarded Jewish nigga. Mm. Last episode, we went on about masks and we went on about um, all that good shit and about how no one treats you and some of the background politics behind why things transpired the way they do. But I want to really get into the mechanics of this virus and why the vaccine is absolute dog piss. So what you got to, before I can go anywhere, you got to understand something about pathogens. Not all of them do this, but there's a subsect of uh, a subgroup of bacteria and viruses, fungi, whatever, that have a kill switch mechanism it's built fungi. into them. Fungi. Is it fungi? I'll say whatever I want because I'm the fun guy. Mm. Anyway. Yes. And like that, we lost <laughs> the guy from Morocco. Anyway, <laughs> there goes the money. Anyhow, so these kill switches... What essentially their, their function is, is to wipe out someone who has a strong immune system so that the, because you got to understand, there's always this cat and mouse game going on biologically, especially in the world of infection, infectious diseases and pathogens. So the pathogens need someone who's not immune so they can reproduce in them and then spread to some other people and it goes on and on and on. If there's one person who is strong and can overcome that, what happens is their offspring are going to have that, their offspring are going to have that, and that just means that in time, this pathogen won't be able to infect people eventually. So they come up with, they evolve these kill switches, which will kill you in the process of killing them. It's, it, it, it's the people who, who don't really under, can't really get their head around that, it seems stupid because you're literally killing the thing that's housing you. But if you think about it long-term and they're not thinking and their world isn't our big world, they live in a very small world and they don't really give a shit if the organism dies, because you know, even if you die, people are still going to handle you. Animals will still eat you. So there's still a chance that they'll re replicate somewhere else. So it doesn't really matter if you're dead or not to them. It's better that you stay alive, but it's not necessary. So, I'll go to, uh, to a, a bacteria example, and then I'll give you what you came here for. So um, if everybody that I've known has gotten strep throat at least once, okay? And strep throat, the bacteria that causes strep throat, has something on it called an M protein. You don't got to know what that means. You don't got to understand any of that. All you got to realize is that this M protein is essentially the kill switch for that bacteria. What happens is, as your immune system is poking and prodding it and trying to make antibodies against the bacteria, what it's going to do is it's going to make antibodies against this M protein. This M protein mimics cells on your kidneys and on your heart. And if, oh, what was it? There's other, one other tissue that it, that it mimics. Mm -hmm. And anyways, what it ends up doing is it sends your immune system to go start attacking your heart and your kidneys. So that's why one of the severe complications from a strep infection is uh, rheumatic fever, which leads to, um, congestive heart failure down the road. You get a floppy heart, floppier than your mom's flapjack titties. Mm. And 
or you get glomular nephritis. So your kidneys inflame and you get kidney failure and that's where that ends. And that is not a pleasant way to go. So that's why if you ever pop hot for uh, strep, the first thing they'll do is give you penicillin because it's very sensitive to penicillin and they kill it off before your immune system can start making overreacting and it'll end and it ends up killing you in the process so they don't want you to do that so they give you that to kill it off you might you're probably going to make some antibodies against the m protein but they're not in high enough quantities to do you any damage okay so that's how the bacteria version of this works viruses a certain subclass of viruses uh and it's kind of random they do the same thing through what's called antibody dependent enhancement now people don't really know how they do this uh, but we know the end result of it. So an antibody dependent enhancement basically means that the virus, after you get infected, will use your immune system and your ability to make antibodies to further allow them to infect tissues that they normally wouldn't infect or make it so much so stronger, your infection, that organs start to fail and whatever. So example, um, the classic historical example would be the Spanish flu. The reason why the Spanish flu was so bad was because of this antibody-dependent enhancement. That's why old people and kids basically got away unscathed from that virus because they have shit immune systems. So the damage that came from the immune system wasn't there. But if you were in your prime, you were a teenager in your 20s or 30s, you fucking dropped dead in a very unpleasant manner. You just dropped fucking dead and there was nothing they could do at the time. It, it, honestly, there couldn't, they, there, there's not a whole lot they could do now um, besides just kind of isolate you and then burn your body. So, you know, that's fun. See, that's that, that may be why I got, I got away with COVID because I don't have, you don't got, you got to, well, here, now here's, it gets a little bit different because each virus. So in this kind of hodgepodge collection of viruses, they all kind of do this thing differently and in this uh hodgepodge is the flu which everyone that reads a history book should know hiv is also in there mm. um coronaviruses are in there and um filoviruses which are dengue fever yellow fever things like that they're in this they all kind of work differently but to the same end so the dengue fever would and and like you and you are right if you have a shit or immune shit immune system this kill switch doesn't really work good for you um, and, but doesn't mean you're not gonna have a good time. Might, might mean just the initial infection wipes you out because you got a shit immune system. So if you survive the first one, you're not going to have to worry about your antibodies getting in your way because you don't got any, <clears throat> you're taking the easy E route out of life. And, um, so another, and this was something I, I researched, um, and I was involved in back in, back when I was, uh, not persona non grata, uh, was dengue fever vaccines and one of the tricks one of the reasons why it's difficult to make a dengue fever vaccine is because of this antibody dependent enhancement so historically for dengue fever if you would have got there's four different types of the virus okay and they're geographically split and they basically for all of human existence had stayed within those geographical bounds with very little spread so i think class like version a is in southeast asia version b is in south america version c is in africa version d is in southeast asia um and it and they base and because trade was a lot harder to do you really never it, they, they, you basically just stayed with the version you got 
Well, what happened with the advent of mass transport is they found that if you got dengue fever in Vietnam and then you got dengue fever in Puerto Rico, you bled out. You got a very severe hemorrhagic fever or you died of septic, septic shock. And they didn't know why. And, you know, and then, you know, time progresses and then you figure out what's going on. Um, and it's this antibody dependent enhancement. So what happens is now because of travel, all four versions of the virus circulate in all areas of the world where it circulates. So basically you could get dengue fever one month and then get it and be dead the second month after you get it again. Because if it's the different version of the virus, your immune system goes haywire and wipes out your, um, your cardiovascular tissue. And that ain't great. <clears throat> Coronaviruses are similar. They do a similar thing where, but as, as my understanding of coronaviruses is you don't need to get a separate version of the virus for this to happen. It just needs to happen twice. So if you had SARS and you got SARS again, you're going to have this problem. It's going to rip through you and you're going to have, you're going to have some serious fucking issues. Now, is it as bad as dengue fever? No, not as bad as dengue fever, but you're still going to get this problem. So when the coronavirus, this, the, the current one that's everyone has fucking got their panties in a knot, um, emerged, people in my field said that the vaccine was basically off the table because if you give someone the vaccine for it and they haven't caught it, when they do get exposed to it and they do catch it, their immune system is going to go fucking ape shit and they're going to have a severe infection as a result of it. And that's why the dengue fever vaccine has so many problems is because if you vaccinate someone for it and then you catch it, you're still going to get, you're going to get a hemorrhagic fever uh, and nobody wants Ebola. So that's why people were, were in my field were like the vaccine is off the table uh, because how are we going to get around this? You can't get around nature. <laughs> nature put this kill switch in there. You ain't getting around it. So we got to make drugs. And then, Oddly, from on high, we just decided, no, the drugs weren't the best route. Let's go with the vaccine route. You are fake news. <laughs> Wrong. <laughs> Come on, man. So that was, you know, a major concern, point of contention between us and the establishment was that, well, if you give people these vaccines, how are you going to stop this side effect from happening? How are you going to stop people from fucking bleeding out and dying? as a result of the, the secondary, uh, the, the, you know, the secondary exposure to the virus. No one gives a shit about that. No one gives a shit about that. And that's why one of the reasons why you're starting to see complications now, and they're trying to get the hide them from the public around the vaccines is because they knew this was going to happen just from an antigen uh, standpoint. It wasn't like it was a surprise to anybody. They knew it was going to happen. That's why you're having these women come out saying that they had their, they were on the rag for a month uh, because, which well, I'll get into why that's important. Um, but it, it, it didn't shock anybody that was really paying attention that this was going to happen. Like, yeah, well, it went down the route of dengue fever, apparently. Uh, eh. <laughs> right. So that's that portion. And you need to understand that portion just to understand the general fuckery going around about this vaccine and why the vaccine was never a good idea to begin with. Now, this vaccine type that they went with has a lot of fucking problems with it. This vaccine, it's an mRNA vaccine. It's a gene therapy vaccine. 
I'm not sure if all three versions of it are, but I'm pretty sure they're just some variant of it. I've heard that Johnson and Johnson was not, and that was part of the backdoor reason why it was pulled. Well, and my, and you know, there's reasons for that, which we can expound upon. Um, if but you really it, think that they pulled that vaccine, yeah, I, I just want to say that if you really think that they pulled a vaccine because of four to six people having a concern, then you need to really think. Yeah, you really, and why, and, you know, and I think they, they've done the initial data that's coming out has suggested that up to 80,000 people have died as a result of a post reaction to the vaccine. That doesn't mean the vaccine did anything, but they got exposed to something else or it modulated their immune system in such a way that did not lead to positive outcomes. Anyway. Association of the vaccine. Yeah. So you got to understand this antibody, uh, antibody issue going on just so you can understand why the vaccine was a bad, bad idea to begin with. Then you got to understand why this specific type of vaccine was a shit idea to begin with. First off, this isn't new. This is not a new type of vaccine. It's not new. It's been in development for, I believe, 20 years, 20, 20 ish years. They've never been able to get it off the ground substantially because either a, you get really bad side effects because it, and that's to be expected because it's gene therapy. And then when it was being developed, you know, we did it, it, gene editing and all that was really young. So yeah, there was going to be a lot of issues, but, um, it was either going to do that or it wasn't going to do anything at all. So it wasn't going to protect anybody from anything. So it was basically people were still kind of hammering out how to like make it safer, how to make it better, uh, how to make it work like a tetanus shot say. Um, and they just hadn't figured out a way in 20 years. Then all of a sudden, literally overnight, they decided that they figured out how to do it and it should be safe. So now you got, we already know this is a bad idea to begin with from a concept. This is a bad idea. This is probably going to lead to some pretty serious side effects. And two, now we're using a technology that has been in the shitter for two decades to do Another this. <clears throat> so no bueno from, from the get-go. This was going to be a shit show. This was going to be bad. And I saw this shit coming a mile away. And me and my wife, we both did the vaccine research gig. They're both like, stay the fuck away from that told everybody that we could stay the fuck away from it. I don't know what side effects you're going to get, but this shit ain't good. They rushed it. And anytime it's rushed, nothing good comes out of it. And this shit is just, it's not going to work out well. It's not going to work well, especially when we have drugs that can treat it. Use the drugs. The drugs are cheaper. The drugs are more accessible. Use the drugs. And, and oh, what do you know with all your experience <laughs> and knowledge? What the fuck do you know? You are fake news. Ironically, he's probably the only guy that wouldn't say that to me, yep. but he'd probably just tell me, he'd probably tell me I have really big hands and uh, that would make us best friends. <clears throat> I think your hands are tremendous. Frankly, we have great hands and people need to know that we got great hands. It's nothing bad about the size of our hands. I know. I know this, Don. <laughs> we know this. Okay. It's what makes us great. Okay. Anything bigger than our hands is orangutan fingers and you ain't no monkey in a tree. Okay. So. You don't need them. Frankly, it's just a waste. Come on, man. So now let's get to the meat and potatoes of this. Of I'm not even, it's a conspiracy, but it's no theory. You know, this is fucking happened. We can, we can talk about why we think it happened, the motivations behind it. And I think they're pretty fucking straightforward. But so for these, this, this gene therapy vaccine, okay, what it needs to do is it needs to have a fat, okay, that you attach this protein to 
which is the target. Now we know the target protein is poisonous to cells and it, it, you know, and it's not good. Um, and there's all sorts of problems that can come from antibody dependent enhancement from this protein. Okay. Set that aside. We're going to focus on this fat. Now you could choose a lot of different fats. One of my jobs when I was in doing vaccine research was developing the fats that would go into these vaccines. You can make a whole slew of them. They chose a polar lipid and you don't need to know what that means. You just need to know that it's polar. It means it has a charge to it. Okay. Why that's important. Now let's assume they don't know what's about to happen. Okay. Polar lipids are absorbed and collected by ovarian tissue more so than any other tissue in the human body. They don't, and they don't get absorbed in testicular and te, testicular tissue, only ovaries, ovaries and bone marrow. Okay. Now, why is that important? Good job. Why is that important? Well, we know that the immune system, when you get coronaviruses, does this haywire bullshit where it will activate this kill switch with the virus. Okay. What happens if this lipid, which is attached to this, uh, this viral protein gets trapped in ovarian tissue? What's going to happen? The immune system is going to oddly focus on it and absolutely wreck that tissue. And it's going to render women sterile is what it's going to happen. It's going to render them sterile. And that's why it's concerning when you see women saying, I'm in, I've been, Aunt Flo has been a fucking squatter in my house for a month and a half, because that's telling you two things. One, that, that, that antibody enhancement is happening. And two, the location where it's happening and it's happening in the female reproductive tract. So what that tells you is this protein isn't staying where it's staying, where it's supposed to stay in theory, in theory, when you get a shot in your arm, well, this isn't theory. This is the way it usually, this is the way it normally works. You get a shot in your arm, the shit that's in the vaccine stays in your arm and it's supposed to stay in your arm because if it starts to freely float throughout your body, you go, you can get sepsis from it. Okay. You want it to stay in a small location and you get a localized immune response to that. And then you can get immune to it safely. Okay. And that's also why you can't get a lot of shots in one location, because if you do, you get a massive response. And this has happened in uh, other research projects. You get a massive response to that area and the white blood cells and all that shit rip your arm apart. So they tried to make a vaccine uh, for strep throat and there's a, about a hundred cell variants of strep throat. So they combined all the antigens and stuck it in one vaccine and stuck it in someone's arm and the people's arm fell off. So not that good. You got too strong of an immune response in that location, but you want to keep it there. So had this gene therapy, the gene therapy based vaccine stayed in the arm, it wouldn't have caused any, it, potentially you'd still have antibody issues, but you wouldn't really have systemic issues. It'd be localized in your fucking arm in the short term. You can still have long-term issues, but those long-term issues would fade over time because you're immune. You're, you don't keep antibody levels high, um, forever. You don't, you, they start, they will start to drop down. So eventually they'll drop down and you'll be in the clear, you know, what damage that did while you're getting in the clear, that's up to discussion, but safe to say you'd be okay. Given enough time. However, they have now discovered, discovered, um, that after injection, this fat cleaves off 
of what it's supposed to cleave off and then freely circulates throughout your body freely circulates and they can track it because if you take a plasma sample you're not supposed to find it in their blood after the vaccine you're not supposed to find it there or if you do very trace amounts nope you find high levels in the plasma meaning it's freely circulating throughout your blood and then the free circulation goes down and then it spikes up in women right in their ovaries or in anybody else their bone marrow spikes up there means it's getting attached specifically to these two points now why do you think that's important? <laughs> and the doctors that have came out and talked about this and not science doctors, scientists have always just kind of been nerds. So they just get kind of shoved in a locker. So no one really gives a shit about them except when they're politically useful. And then when they're not, they just kind of go back. <laughs> you still here, you know, You're just getting medical buddy. doctors though. The chads for their access to alcohol. That's it. That's it. So the medical doctors though, have a much higher social score and social respect than scientists. So they need to shut their asses the fuck up if they start to talk anything bad about this. So there's the doctors that have came out against this and been like, this is some bad shit. Don't be giving this to your kids, especially don't give it to your kids. Why the fuck would you give it to your kids? Because this shit hasn't been tested. It's been proven to be dangerous and we already know what's going to happen. You know, best case scenario, we know what's going to happen. Why would you give it to your fucking kid? Why would you give it to them? You know, that's a dumb idea. Well, they did it anyway. What's odd is the doctors I've heard that have done this, they only receive resistance from the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. Take that for what it is. Take that for what the fuck it is. All I'm saying is the man has some weird fucking goals. Take that for what it is. Yeah, I mean, okay? on record on TED Talks and other other public forums of saying that he's pro um, the death penalty discussion, pro pulling the human race down to a quote unquote manageable number. Yeah. So, you know, manager, what does that pro, mean? His dad it was, what when his dad now. was head of IBM. His dad was, yeah, yeah. It's, 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 it's just been in their fucking culture, that elite culture for decades. So it's since the seventies, probably the sixties. So it's yeah. nothing new as a, as a woman's right versus what it really is, which is fetal genocide. I mean, yeah, yeah, that's a whole nother fucking topic. But um, this, this, this vaccine, the the problem is apparent. It's going to lead to sterilization, and whether or not it makes a woman completely sterile versus partially sterile, I don't know. Are they just going to have problem? I don't know. I don't know. And there is concerns that maybe they will be fine, but if they're pregnant. These antibodies can cross the placental barrier. Are they going to make the kid sterile or make the woman miscarry? There's severe. And, and here's another fucking oddity. Nobody. Okay. If you're, if you're a woman and you're pregnant, how many times has your doctor told you not to get a fucking vaccine? Because they know this is going to cause problems. You're probably going to have issues if that it's it, it's it, you're you're gonna there's a strong probability that you're gonna have issues so don't get one while you're pregnant okay they might push the flu vaccine or whatever but no, when my wife was pregnant they even they said, say new 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 it's a it's a emphatic new you're not getting one you're not getting one the chance the time for that is done you're not getting one and now all of a sudden they're saying you pregnant women should get the vaccine for this only only this one though because we're in an emergency and mm -hmm. now we know without a shadow of a fucking doubt, these particles are lodging in the ovaries, which means they have a 
they're going right where you think they're going and you're going to get these antibody dependent boosting effect and it's going to rip apart that whole system that's a fucking problem now for the non you know the 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 women and the women and uh, the non-women and the questioning maybe they are a woman uh you're not but uh in the audience (laughs) um You'll never be passing. You got an Adam's apple in big hands. We already know who you are, Tom. We already know. Okay. It's, uh, you're not fooling anybody. Okay. You got a five o'clock shadow. That's not going away. Yeah, that's a Seven whole... and a half feet tall. No one. You wear a size 15 quadruple E shoes. You think you're going to get that shit at Payless in the women's section? No, you're not. You're not fucking fooling anybody, guy. That's okay. a whole other bag of rotten apples that we need to get into in the next podcast. But, for the non-women in the audience, the bone marrow issue is a big fucking concern because we're already seeing that it's causing thrombocytopenia issues. What is thrombocytopenia? It's a big word with the word peony in it, meaning you're probably getting fucked, okay? What that means is you're no longer producing platelets. I'll just, I'll just kind of make it easy to, for you to understand. Platelets are what stop you from bleeding, okay? You're no longer, your ability to manufacture effective platelets is going away short term we don't know if it's long term or not but short term what does that mean you have a shitload of small issues in your in your veins in your arteries every day that get torn and you, they get clotted and or you get cut or whatever and they get clotted and you don't even know they're happening what happens when that can't happen what happens when you can't clot i'll tell you what fucking happens you bleed the fuck out is what happens so i i, I heard of a case recently where a breastfeeding mother her child bled out and after she got the vaccine meaning these antibodies and shit are crossing through breast milk into the into the infant and the infant is no longer able to make platelets and it's fucking wiping out the kids and i do not understand for the like i I get the anti-vaxxers they've been oddly quiet isn't that weird and they've been oddly quiet this whole fucking time, and I don't know why. Now, they, they've always been nutty, and they've always been loud, but I haven't heard shit from them since this shit happened. I don't know what the fuck happened. Maybe they got nuked from orbit. Maybe they've been disappeared. I don't know. Well, but I personally have been anti-vax for probably about seven years now. And, yeah, uh, and I, I'm definitely not in that camp, but... I have gained a newfound sympathy for that camp. <laughs> newfound sympathy. You realized when I realized that Pfizer was the leading company for lawsuits and liability of personal damages due to their products. That's when I started to say, wait a minute, hold up. And uh, doing a little research into it. Then, then last year, when I heard that that same company is <laughs> in charge of their, yeah, and they're, yeah, it is absolutely fucking insane that this shit but it's it this this shit this shit is such a big fucking deal and i really don't think unity from any side effect to anybody and the fact and this is something else so everybody knows it, that is a in the medical field knows about this antibody bullshit everybody now whether or not you remember it or not that's beside the fucking point i know you fucking learned it um the fact that they're telling people who have already had COVID to go get a vaccine and allowing it, I don't understand because they know it's going to be a fucking problem. Yeah. They know it's going to be a fucking problem. And that's what leads me to go on the, the, this is where, so up to this point, the people in my field will agree with me and say, well, it's probably not that bad. They're going to hedge themselves. 
but that they're going to drop short of where I'm going to go forward. Okay. And that is the only rational reason for this vaccine push is population control. That's the only, and it's not psychological control. That was what the masks did. What this is for is population density. Yeah. The masks were just getting everybody ready to be able to give up and just go along. Oh, you mean I can actually go back to work now? Oh, you mean I can actually go outside? You mean I can? All I got to do is this? Fine. All my kid needs to do is get this? Actually go see grandma? You mean I can actually go see me mom? Now see, this is what, but, but here's, this is why I know that's, I know it has to be this. Okay. There's no other rational explanation for it. Okay. Is remember this antibody shit only works if you have a functioning immune system. So you're okay. Now you're second. If you did get COVID in Disney oh, and you got it again, Oh boy. Now the second time is going to be worse because you do have a function. You do have an immune system on paper, <laughs> but it's not going to be as bad as it would if I would have got it twice. Okay. Because I am what people are now starting to understand right. as championship material. And that means I'm on top and I have no intention of getting out of my limousine or having anywhere less than two gold belts in my house at any given time. Okay. Get it? Get it? Okay. So I would be fucking sunk. If I would have gotten it twice, okay, I would have had a real bad time. Now, granted, like I also said, caveat to myself, I have them Mexican antibodies, okay? Frankly, man, you can hit by a truck and those things are going to fucking save your ass, okay? They don't, you just, it provides protection against stab wounds, against immigration court. It stops a lot of shit, okay? So I'm pretty sure I'd still be safe, okay? However, it's not a guarantee. Right, protects you. the people in power know this okay that's why when they they were when this issue started coming out they needed to kill as many people because the now people in your position and old people and you know and, and the and, and 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 the young not successful uh babies they just kind of the freeloaders let's call them what they are fucking freeloaders they yeah. are most likely to die from the initial infection just because the virus doesn't have as much resistance and it can invade what it needs to invade and take out the organs it needs to take out. Okay. So you're probably going to die from pneumonia. That's why. And the doctors are on, on record saying that their orders from on high were, if these old people come in, your only option is to ventilate them. And they know the ventilator kills them. You are only allowed to ventilate. Mm. You're not allowed to give oxygen. You're not allowed to give medicine. You're not allowed to do shit. You're allowed to only do ventilators. If you don't want to put them on a ventilator, you send them back to where they fucking came, which was a nursing home, and let them die over there. And Mm. doctors were not happy about this, and a lot of doctors lost their licenses over this shit. Why did they do that? Because they know the vaccine wouldn't kill them. That's not going to be an issue to them. See, this is where where I wish we could get a doctor on that that has been the first-hand deal of this me personally and i'll give you a little bit of background I'll, I'll go ahead and release it i don't give a damn so that lady that came out um that traveling nurse that kind of blew the whistle on umc uh university medical center hospital in, in elso texas i worked there for two years and i can tell you for that i don't want to get legally prosecuted so i will just say i heard her out and i didn't really have any response. Let's put it that way. I just sat there and 
I was shocked that someone had the balls to say what she said, because I'm pretty sure she ain't a nurse no more. And I mean, I'm not a medic. I technically I'm a medic, but I'm not practicing. I can't practice um, because of my health. But um, yeah, I, I wish we could have someone on that. I'll see what I can do. I might be able to pull some strings and get somebody. Yeah, because but, the, the, the fact of the matter is of what you're saying right now, man, I feel like I'm Jesse, the body Ventura. I'm like asking questions. Jesse. I'm just asking the questions. How did the, what about the Bilderberg? I feel like Think I'm half them. Jesse and like half playing devil's advocate. Like I want to try and play devil's advocate with you. And at the same time, it's like so fucking hard because there's so much evidence. No, the devil's advocate position is pretty easy. And I can play that fucking advocate role because I've been, I've played that role before. The role is it's a lot easier to think there's something going on than there really is because anybody who's worked for any kind of bureaucracy knows that it'd be a lot easier if they just did what they did. If they were, they'd be a lot easier if they were conspiring to with the commies and they were really all in bed. No, they're just dumb. And that's just what they do. You know, um, they're compartmentalized. They're they're compartment. And you know, there's no conspiracy. This is just the way it panned out. Okay. And you can look at it post hoc and post hoc analyses are always the most dangerous because you're looking at shit in hindsight and you can see patterns a thousand different ways. And those patterns never really were there. They're only in your head. Well, if I can add some stuff to that and just kind of, I guess, kind of not negate that, but kind of play devil's advocate on that aspect. I don't think that it's just kind of like a happenstance, like, oh, well, it just kind of happened to play out where, yeah, everybody that was talking about depopulation and human number control and everything well it just kind of happened so that the very same fucker that was talking about all that shit is the same one that's pushing all the same vaccines and mm-hmm. tell everybody that he is now apparently a doctor of some medical caliber and oh by the way he also now owns the vast majority of farmland in the united states and oh by the way we've had one uh he has all the patents for weather control machines it's just yeah. weird it's just yeah. weird and and how you know david rockefeller senior was the one that basically bought out all the medicine universities in the United States and had all information of natural remedies and actual fixes to problems uh, squashed. And anybody that didn't want to go along with that narrative were pretty much booted out of medical practice. He paid off all the medical institutions and colleges that we have in the country by donating to them to then incorporate this idea of westernized medicine, medicine that was based in petroleum that then caused high rates of cancer. So then he'd made a foundation of cancer research foundation (laughs) which is always fun to look at (laughs) which which squashes any information about that era of medicine and even some aspects of our current medicine then and the side effects you know that's just job security that's just smart business i can't knock the man for being a smart businessman look at today i mean this is this is a multifaceted situation i mean it's taken two steps back to take three steps forward i mean you look at it from the perspective of okay why would he do that why would he invest so much money to then lose that amount of money in westernized medicine and promoting this? Because when it all comes out, it's going to blow up in his face. Well, number one, it's not because he also had funds going into with the CIA. Yes, CIA. I'm not get your tinfoil hats out, people. Um, Facebook was a CIA op to try and get people to essentially do what everybody's done, hand over all their information, be able to be geotracked and located and everything like that. That's why you can have 
conversation in your house and if you have an Alexa device or a smart home or whatever, you'll have random ads pop up for what you were just talking about. Even if your phone's sitting on a coffee table and the screen's turned off, the next time you go on a website, those random little ads that pop up on the side corner will be for the fucking thing that you were just talking about and needing to buy. He's added funds to all these different things. And so now uh, Blackwater, uh, uh, Blackstone is now purchasing up homes. Yeah, that, that I want to get into that on a different because that shit pisses me off in another if, fucking way if, if, if it fi- if it comes up that he has a financial hand into that i mean then that's just the last nail in yeah. the that, yeah and oh. like i said there's no other rational explanation for the order of events that has happened because they're so out out of our norm something weird something fucky has been going on in the background and i think that the people that are in power are that's why they let people like you and me and 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 sir jones go on and the body go on and go ramble and shit because people will associate that with fringe and they'll associate that with just being stupid and crazy so they'll never look at it even if it's right they won't fucking look at it because well that's what they said and they're obviously wrong you know and I, i i cannot stress enough how important it is not to get these vaccines just don't get them now. But what's weird to me and uh, you know, what's weird to me is like, why only like, well, well, it's not weird to me, actually, never mind. I answer my own fucking question. Um, but this shit is going to have lasting ramifications. How many millions of women have gotten this vaccine? How many kids have gotten this vaccine? How will that impact our population in 30 years? You know, people like me who were just ducked catching felony charges, you know, we're seen as public enemy number one for not bowing down to the powers that be, but you know, I don't got to worry about nothing. I'm still pumped. I'm st- I can still knock up a fucking wall if I want to. Okay. I'm still potent as shit. All right. And my wife is still fertile myrtle. All right. We don't got nothing to worry about that. All right. And, but we have, and here's another thing. Okay. So people get caught up on the vaccine court thing. And I understand now, see now this is something where you can look backwards and pick up a pattern that isn't necessarily true. So I do know something about the vaccine courts and how that whole sh- fucking thing works. And I'll, I'll, I can discuss it later. I don't want it, I don't want that. Look at how massive my hands are. Anyway, I don't gotta, we don't, we don't gotta talk about that. But all I'm gonna say is, is that. <laughs> anyway, um, the vaccine court, you know, for the most part, it's just there to grease palms. And I get that. Now, for the history of that court's existence, the only time it flagged a potential, well, there's two times really, um, that it flagged potential bad vaccine, okay? The only two times it really did was the Lyme disease vaccine that came out in the 90s, I wanna say, and, and it got pulled because of it. And it's this, it's this vaccine injury reporting system is what the court, you, you know, you can track it with this injury report system. Um, the system, picked up the Lyme disease vaccine was no, no good. So they pulled it, even though it passed all the normal safeguards it, it, and that's more of a, the pathogens fault than anything. It's not the vaccine's fault. It was just what you're protecting it against. Um, uh, and the, um, HPV vaccine, uh, the genital warts vaccine. Now that one was weaker than the Lyme disease one. And I haven't seen nearly as much evidence that it was a bad vaccine. Um, the big issue with that one was, was it was a, um, attempt at a designer vaccine that, and the shingles vaccine are designer vaccines. 
So are they necessary? No, but that people get them. Uh, but they're, and that's just how way they make money because they have, you have to opt in to getting them. They're not state mandated. And so that's how the people can make the, uh, pharmaceutical companies can make money. But I have never, well, in my entire time of being in vaccine research and talking to people and knowing people and discussing the shit, I've only met one person who had a legitimate, legitimate adverse vaccine reaction that the the hysterical anti-vaxxers like to parade out. Her son got a vaccine. I can't remember which one it was. And after that, he spazzed out and his brain was permanently damaged after that. He got a severe, he got meningitis and that was the end of that. Outside of that one, I have never heard another one. Okay. I need that. That's just the pretext because after this vaccine came to pass, almost everybody I've talked to has had a severe reaction to it. Almost everybody. They've either passed out immediately after getting the second dose, or they're on death's doorbed, death's doorstep the night they got their first one, or some combination thereof. They've been bleeding out their pussy holes. Something happened. They got meningitis. They got all, they got the shakes. They got like Parkinson's likes fucking symptoms, something. I've only known of, I think three people that have gotten it that haven't gotten any kind of side effect that I know of everybody else. And, and the younger they are, the stronger the side effects, the younger they are, the stronger the side effects. Generally speaking, I've never seen that anywhere in my research, in my professional life, in just personal life, never have I come in contact with this many people that have been damaged. And it's not that these people have been, you know, tuned in and now they're woke and they understand that this shit's bad. No, they're not like that. These people are not like that. Yeah. And they're still like, man, this shit fucked me up. And I was like, yeah, there's a reason why I didn't take it. And they'd be like, are you going to get it? No. <laughs> why not? Aren't you afraid? No, I'm not. Mexican antibodies. Yeah. I ain't afraid of this fucking bitch. No, I, I, personally, I, I, I know about four people that I've met in my life. Now, keep, keep in mind in the ratio of people that I met working two 24-hour jobs back-to-back -back in the EMS and fire field. So I literally would work more hours a week than I would have off. To say that I've known four, either personally or professionally encountered, that's a minor amount, but in my mind, the gravity of potential there is something that I wouldn't want on my kids. I mean, I don't want to run the risk. If someone says to me, it's one in a million. Well, I, I don't win the lottery that I got to pay for, but I guarantee you, I'd probably win the lottery that I don't want. So I don't. Well, yeah. Like, see now I, I, yeah, that's as far as I'm concerned, that's a fine, that's a decent uh, reason to do what you do. What I would what I would say is that out of all those people now, how many people every literally everybody you've met is fully vaccinated prior to this this racket, and only four of them you've seen that have a bad reaction. So that just means how well designed vaccines typically are. Typically are now even when even when I was in university and I was talking to my professors, they're like, look, one percent of the population will get severely fucked over by a vaccine guaranteed they're going to get fucked over that's out of you know 300 million people what's one one percent of 300 million people you know it's still not nothing to scoff at but it's still not 300 million now we're talking 80 fucking thousand in a year that have yeah. died from it yeah. and how many more have been rendered sterile how many more of them will get autoimmune issues due to this how many more of these people will get you know bone marrow issues how many more people hundreds of thousands millions so correct me if i'm wrong um, I think you'll you know more about this than 
I do. I had it broke down for me to a very specific level. I use sports as an analogy for almost everything, specifically football. The way that it was broken to me is imagine you have two football teams. One's your, your immune system. One is a virus <clears throat> or viruses. Your immune system will line up on the defense and the viruses can be multiple strands of different things or even different things altogether that you could be introduced to. Let's say you're a world traveler. Let's say you live on border town. Let's say you, whatever. You're in a place where you know multicultural events happen and there's a lot of world events where people are, could potentially be bringing shit with them all the time, whatever. So your football team of immune system is blue. The viruses are red and your viruses could be X virus, Z virus, and A virus. As the engagement commences, your defense learns the offense and vice versa. But specifically speaking about your immune system in this analogy, your immune system will learn, okay, they like to run it up the middle. They're really pushing hard. So we have a lot of presence in the flu virus, this right now. And that one goes up the middle. Okay. That one goes directly from the lung to whatever. So your immune system will build to try and tackle that one, leaving some of your other uh, immune system free to handle the rest of the team. Meaning you're not going to blitz just in the middle. You're going to cover the middle, maybe double team, but you're going to still cover your wide receivers, cover your, you know, whatever. With this vaccine, it basically forces your natural immune system to convert to forcibly see the initial strain of the coronavirus and only that. So now your immune system is only focused on going back to the analogy. Let's say the um, coronavirus is wide receiver and it's running deep all the time, all the time. So now you're double, triple teaming the, the downtown zones. Okay, cool. But what if when strand B, strand C, strand D, strand whatever, the English version, the Indian version, the Italian version, the German version, the whatever version they want to come up with that says that it's mutated and transformed, now it's running up the middle. But all your immune system is thinking is, well, they're going to go deep. So they just run right by you. Because even, even though they may end up being right next to each other, antibody and viral um, infection exposure, your antibody won't even recognize it. And furthermore, your newly introduced antibodies from this vaccine see the other forms of your antibodies that may still be natural that aren't necessarily fully transformed by the vaccine as other opposing forms. So now it is a single focus viral defense system that is also a uh, autoimmune disease as well. Well, I'll I'll use your, your, uh, I'll try to keep it as simple as possible. And I'll use your, your sports teams analogy. So under, under, nor if you have a bacterial infection or a fungus infection, basically the way that it works out is like two teams are on the field and they're trying to feel each other out and they're trying to figure out a way to get through each other's lines. Okay. That's because these are massive organisms and they're, they're, they're ma uh, locally, they're two massive organs. So, you know, they can see each other, let's say. They can see each other directly. When you're dealing, viruses are parasites. They're obligate parasites. They can't, with very some very few exceptions, um, I don't think any exceptions actually, but um, they can't um, 
they can't reproduce on their own. They require something else to make them. And there's some bacteria that do that too. And the reason they do that is basically uh, parasitism is the most efficient way of living if you're a, if you're a organism because you don't got to do anything. You can just be a fucking leech. And so it makes sense. And from a point of view of like a bacteria or a virus, if you're a parasite, you're not targeted because you're parasitizing host cells. So the best, the best way I, uh, uh, the only way just to kind of get the scale, right. It'd be like, you had the 49ers against every single pro sports team and their, and their reserves on the field at the same time and say, okay, go against them. And, and there is no halftime. There's nothing. You just got to stop them all because viruses are so small and they're in such large quantities. You're like white blood cells and shit can't handle them. They can't attack them directly. They're just, they're glorified molecules. They can't do shit with them. Now these team members have, have, uh, have discovered that you got that, uh, Elon Musk Neuralink. And now they can control some of your guys on that team. So not only do you have this massive opponent opposing force, you now also have your own team working for the enemy. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's what, how viruses work. All right. So the only option the 49ers have in this scenario is to everybody bust out flamethrowers and set the whole fucking field on fire. Okay. And you just scorch it. That's why if you get like an infected finger, you know, you get a staph infection in your finger, it stays on your finger. Your finger hurts. You'll get an abscess on your finger, whatever. It stays on your finger because Whoa. it's, 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 it's two teams fighting right there. Viruses are systemic because the fight goes everywhere. And you're the, because the reason why the fight goes anywhere is your immune system only has one option to handle that. And that's to nuke the system and just hope that the collateral damage isn't that bad. Now with the, the coronavirus, so any, any decent type of vaccine for a virus, um, and they're very hard to, to manufacture, but you want to get a common target on, on the, um, virus so that your antibodies can just react because antibodies are basically, you know, they're just proteins, they're just molecules, and they are small enough that they can see a virus one-on-one, -on -one, okay? So they're changing the field of battle, and they're changing the field so that the antibodies are the main force. The chemical defense is the main force, not your white blood cells. That's what you're trying to, so what you do is you try to find common proteins on the virus so that your body can make uh, chemicals and responses to that common protein on the virus so that it can just wait. It doesn't matter what variant you got. It's going to wave it the same way. And every time it waves it, it's going to work. And if they, if you've got a lot of these antibodies floating around, the collateral damage is lessened. But like I just said, with certain viruses, the virus anticipates that and it uses that to its advantage. And then it can use that, those antibodies to help it infect other cells or infect its target cells better and then spread easier. And that's what the coronavirus. So the vaccine isn't even that. The vaccine is you got your, you know, the 49ers got their, their, their flamethrowers and they're setting fire to the opposing team, but they don't realize that their flamethrowers came with a manufactured uh, uh, self-destruct button on them. And at a certain point, they just blow up and then it's wiped out too. And then the opposing force can wave in, you know? And that's what's happening. That's the problem with the vaccine in 
principle, that was what was going to be the big hurdle to get over. How do you stop it from blowing itself up? It's only defense against this virus. How are you going to have it not blow itself up in the process? And turns out they went, hey, that's kind of a good idea. Let's use that, but for another reason. Let's use it so for another So here's my question purpose. to you. Here's my question. Playing a little devil's advocate here. You're a scientist. You're in a lab. You're a doctor. You're a virologist. You're a pathologist. And you see this play out. What do you do? And why didn't more, either why didn't more come out against it? Why are some still advocating for it? Why is the media not reporting it? Well, the media is not reporting it because of obvious reasons. The government's not talking about it for obvious reasons. The people are, on the front line aren't talking about it. Tell me, because don't, don't, don't say for obvious reasons. Tell me I'm, I'm stupid. I don't know anything. My, my family's telling me I got, I got to take this vaccine. I don't know shit about it. I just want to go. Well, you don't need to know why the media does it. Okay. The media has been lying to you forever. Okay. That's what their job is to lie to you. And if you don't think they lie to you, I don't know what to tell you. Okay. You, you should probably stop eating paint chips and drinking Windex. Okay. Because they've always been liars. <laughs> That's their job. That's their modus operandi from the beginning is shit posting. Okay. They're the original shit posters. Don't trust anything you fucking hear from them. The government obviously doesn't want, it has a, has a stake in telling you something because one, they promoted it and they don't want the splashback, uh, on them and when the splashback hits politicians it usually ends up with their head on a spike so they're they have a very vested interest in saying no it's safe and the media says it because well they're liars and they're and they're happy and their government overlords are like just say this we'll give you more money and they're like yeah okay and so that's why it's obvious that they're doing it what's why the people that know better aren't coming out they did come out they have been coming out if they're doctors, they get their license. If they're doctors, nurses, paramedics, whatever, they get their licenses pulled immediately. If they're people like me, you just lose your fucking job. You never get a grant again. And that's the end of that story. Okay. For some of us, it's okay. Because you got to realize that in war, you're not going to get out of a war unscathed. You can't go in, in, on the front lines and expect yourself not to get hurt. Everyone gets hurt. Okay. That's just what's going to happen. That's what war is. People are going to die. People are going to have, they're, you're, you're not coming out unscathed. It's not going to happen. This is, this is a war. And it, exactly, it is a war. And you got to realize when you're at the forefront, well, of any social chain, major social event, if you're on the advent guard or you're at the tip of the spear or if you're at the you know, invasion force, you're going to take the most amount of losses. It's just going to fucking happen. And you got to just expect it. No one's going to like you. No one's going to support you. It's just the way it fucking is. And you just got to deal with it. Now, would it be different if everybody that knew better did what they knew was better? Yeah, it wouldn't work. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. People have mouths to feed. People have mouths to feed. People have spent decades of their lives in debt working towards something. And they finally got something to ask them to sacrifice all of that for the greater good, okay, for this war effort that they didn't even ask to be part of. It's not even they didn't give it, get drafted. It just fucking got thrown upon them. They're not going to go with it. They're going to go with the smart solution, which is to protect your family and to protect yourself. You know, if that oxygen mask falls on that uh, in your fucking uh, uh, in the air cabin, are you going to go over to the kid with asthma in 2B that's been wheezing this whole time? Or are you going to put it on your fucking kid and then yourself? You know, you're going to save yourself first. And these doctors and nurses and scientists and all of them, 
They've just been doing what anybody else would do. And not only that, not only do they have their own, their own corrupted fucking malicious uh, comrades to fight, they got the fucking boot of the state to go up against. And like I said, the state has their literal lives riding on lies, on this lie. And do you think the government will think twice about just getting rid of a squeaky wheel? You're nobody. Nobody knows who the fuck you are. So who will notice if you just disappear? No one. Really, no one. And it's easy enough to, to muzzle the people that would know. Okay? So they're not coming out because they are rightfully scared and they're doing the rational thing. That is keeping food on their table, keeping shelter over their kids' heads. And I can't blame them for doing it. I can't blame them for doing it. You know, I don't know. I don't know if it's a good thing or bad thing for my kid, but that's just not how I'm built. You know, I'm too, I, I'm, I'm too fucking good. I'm on top. Okay. I have been the best. I am the champion. And every day that weighs on me. I ain't going to leave this big house on the good side of town. I'm not going to stop wearing thousand dollar suits. I'm not going to stop wearing gold chains on my neck. Okay. I have, so, you know, and my wife and my kid just have to fucking put up with that. And I will admit one thing. I, you know, I can say all this hot shot shit, but when I was in Hawaii and I knew I was going to fucking prison, if I did what I was always did and I knew I was going to, and I'd already been threatened, where's my family gone? Their income is sunk. They don't got to support. I'll never get a job again because I'm a felon. And now I'm locked up in some fucking cage in the Pacific Ocean. And where are they going to go? What's their life going to be like? And my wife knew it. She never said so to me. She never told me not to do anything because she knows the situation we're in and she knows it. And it was up to me. Do I fight now or do I just take it on the chin and go undercover for a bit and just run and just get to a better position? And at that point, you got to realize when your enemy has the higher ground and where I was at, the enemy had the high ground and I was by myself. What fucking good is it going to be to be a martyr now? I'm just dead. And that's the end of it. <laughs> you know, pick a different battle, pick your, pick your battles, make it that the battlefield is in your favor and then fight. And it wasn't in my favor then. So after the third time I got in trouble with the law, <laughs> I was like, you know what? I'll just shut up. I'm just going to sit here and I ain't going to say shit. And I'm going to let you guys burn. And I know what's coming. And I know you know, and I know you know what's coming. And every fucking thing that happens from now on, you have coming. Okay? For the sin of throwing your children's lives down the shitter. For the sin of thinking you were so almighty to tell me what I could and could not do and put my family in a very dangerous position. For the sin of doing that, you will be punished. And you will have to live with that fucking punishment. And no one's going to come to your fucking rescue. It has to happen. It's going to happen. You've sinned. And you know, and you know me. I ain't no fucking religious man. I'm, I ain't no fucking Christian. I ain't no fucking... I, I, don't, I don't believe in a God. But I do... Strong, and there's no, but I got no other fucking words to describe it. It's the same thing that happened when the Russian communists killed the Tsar. And all that shit transpired after that. If you ask the Orthodox, Orthodox preachers why they don't pray for the hundred million Russians that died in the communist regime, why they don't pray for them, they'll tell you, we only pray for the Orthodox Catholic 
the Russians were atheists. They killed the czar. We pray for the czar and the czar's family. Everything that happened, all the torture they endured, all the lives that were lost, were due to their sin of killing that family. And that was their way of, of penance. That was their penance. And I hope they fucking learned their lesson not to do it again. And right now, we're in a similar situation. Where we're putting our kids through the fucking ringer. We're sterilizing women. We're doing all this damage to people. We've broken people's minds. We've done all this shit. We're stressed financially. The people that let this happen, the people that were happy to be jackboots, and the people that supported them, more likely, they've committed this sin against their countrymen. They will have to pay for it. And it's not the, the people that did this, they're going to get hurt first, sure. And they're going to be in their own little infighting, sure. The people that supported them and were standing idly by and said, it's not my problem, they're the ones that are going to really get hurt. And you know what? That's what you fucking get. That's your fucking penance for this sin of letting this shit happen to 400 million people in this country. That's your fucking penance. And I hope it was worth it. I hope it was worth the likes on Facebook and all that support you got on Instagram. I hope it was fucking worth it. Because now you've entered a whole fucking other ball game that you weren't prepared to fight. I hope they have your back as strong as you had theirs. I certainly hope you have your back because we're not. We don't got your back, okay? You've already just said that we're the enemy. Yeah. What do you expect us to do with that? And in the words of uh, Breitbart, you call us the enemy, you call us deplorables, you call us the enemy of the state, you call us Nazis and terrorists. Fuck you. War. I think that's a great spot to end. Look at that cheery, bright hill we decided to leave the audience on. <laughs> War. <clears throat> but that's what it is, man. That's what we're at. And I don't care what anyone says. That's, where, that's what this fucking is. Yeah. And you got to well, treat it like that. You got you to you gotta make a decision. You got to make a decision, like you said, to either... Pick, you got to make your decision to pick your battles. Choose, choose your battleground wisely. Make sure you have the high ground. But if you're going to sit there and just comply and have no say in no say in the game and all the skin, then don't expect God have to be mercy good. on you. Don't expect, a lot of us won't. don't expect there to be a bright future for that behavior. Yeah. It's already crashing down. It's still not too late for those people that did do that. You can always switch sides for the people who think they're on the right side and that the people in power have their back. There's a hundred million people in Russia that would have you think otherwise, 100 million people in China, 25 million people in Cambodia, the entire current population of North Korea that will tell you fucking different. <clears throat> yep. Don't expect these people to act differently. Don't expect them to be better than they ever have. This is who they are. This is what they do. Yeah. All right, man. That was good. Yep. And I think on our next one, uh, let's kind of transition from this and also talk a little bit more about local politics and. Uh, Try and unpack a little bit and see where we're headed. Sounds maybe, good. Maybe make a little financial predictions. Since we got them big balls. We can <laughs> <laughs> our balls are so big they generate gravity. Nut. 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 <laughs> All right, man. Have a good one. Have a good one.